is there anything in particular to people that maybe only speak one language up until they try to speak a second language as an adult that you've seen can really get in the way of their progress? Yeah. So I think the important thing to realize in that situation is that, um, so you, you have learned this one language, you can do it again. It's just that your point of comparison between the language that you're learning, say Finnish, um, and the language that you already speak English is like at two separate poles or two separate ends of the spectrum. So you have a language that you speak as a native speaker where you understand most of what is going on at all times, if not everything, if you're not like in a industry specific or like a scientific circle where you're like, what are these words? <laughs> but, but just, you know, colloquially, I see a lot of people putting the expectation in that they need to understand everything that they need to understand, like every single word, because that is kind of how they're used to understanding things in English, for example. And I see that holding back a lot of actually native English speakers because the expectation keeps them from progress. So instead of focusing on, you know, what is it that I did get from that conversation or, or yeah, I picked this up from body language without actually understanding what the person said, that's still a win. It's still communication and it's still progress. But sometimes we focus too much on that kind of very unrealistic expectation of perfection without realizing that the way to get there is not through perfection. It's, it's just through those little incremental um, steps. I think that's perfect. And I just want to also share with folks, I think this also speaks to the fear of, of being really wanting to experience different countries, but being so afraid that what if there's an emergency and I can't communicate? And I have to say, not to underestimate that body language piece, because mm-hmm. I've, I've traveled, I've, it's just so, it's the norm for me now that I don't understand what's going on around me. I've, I've just lived and traveled in so many places where I just don't speak the language. And I have to say, I've never had an issue of not being able at the end of the day to get the points across. There really hasn't been a life or death death issue that has come across. Mm -hmm. And again, it's so important what you said, and and you don't have to understand everything. Yeah. You really don't. You really don't. Because what is language anyway? Language is, it's like a, it's like a color in the paint box, really of expression. It's not an absolute thing either. It's, it's interpretation. It's, it's assigning meaning to the things that you see in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that that's helpful to see it more as a kind of a piece of art versus uh, something that you can, you know, fail at or not. It's not like a piece of machinery, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah, it's exactly. Than that. Exactly. Yeah. Beautifully said. You are listening to what we should have learned in school. So I often talk about adaptation being your birthright and this idea that you can adapt to different environments, um, to different cultures, to different languages, and you can find new ways of being. But adaptation is a process and you need to be open to it. Fear, by definition, is a closing off from that process. It's a, a shrinking, a contraction, a protection mechanism. And that can happen whether you're just thinking about visiting a different country or when you get there and you are all bright eyed and bushy tailed and then you get off the plane and you're like, there is no humanity here. How do I, (laughs) how do I deal? Right. So it can, the the fear can kind of hit at any point. Um, But what I like to, and, and, and also this excuses, like here are my 45 excuses. Those are also just different ways of, 
of seeing fear because if I can protect myself from this fear because I have this really great excuse, you know, then I can find different ways to function. But mm-hmm. I love, love, love using kids as inspiration for this and seeing the ways that they adapt. Because when we set our minds on like, this is possible. And this is why I spend so much time randomly. Like it seems that I'm just always talking about it's possible. It's possible. And people are like, yes, I know it's possible, but how? <laughs> so, but, but really believing that it's possible, then it just becomes one variable as part of an equation. And then you just, okay, this is a given. So how can I, how do I find the circumstances to make this happen? So I'll give you an example. Um, A friend of mine, she's actually finished, or they're both finished. Her and her sister lived in the U.S. when they were little. And her sister, I don't remember if she was born there, but she was like maybe two when they moved back to Finland. And in the U.S., they always spoke English outside. And in the house, they always spoke Finnish. And so when they moved back to Finland, the little sister kept speaking Finnish at home. And every time they would go outside, she would speak English. And she did that for like a couple of months until she realized that everybody outside speaks Finnish too. And it was like, oh, what, what's happening here, right? But the idea is that we don't have to teach people everything, right? Like if we go back to this classroom example, we don't need to explain to the little girl over and over and over again, whatever, maybe somebody did. But, but the idea is that she will adapt to the conditions when they remain predictable. Mm. And so a lot of people are going saying, ah, is it possible? Is it not possible? Can I do this? Can I not do this? And, and by doing all of that back and forth, you're not putting that variable into the equation to allow your brain and your body and everything that needs to align in order for the solutions to just come. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can relate to this too. It's like what you're saying about when you aren't wasting so much time and energy of that back and forth of, you know, the frustration, because I've also had moments like it, it's, it's always changing, like Me too. It, based on what <laughs> my mood is really like there were times when I first came here that they'd be speaking Finnish. I would be at a party. I was the only <laughs> non speaking yeah. person there and it didn't bother me at all. Then I could mm-hmm. be at the dinner table and I kind of was in a low mood, low state of mind. And I was like, how oh, far sake you know like I'm sick of not understanding everything then you take it so personal and you feel isolated and you're like but then it like swings back the other way too. yeah so I think again when we take that out of the equation when we just say okay it, it is to be human we have the ability to adapt and yeah. we, that is just common sense I don't think there's anyone that that would disagree with us on that when we think and of it's not it's not just the ability to adapt. It is a process that is ongoing all of the time. Mm-hmm. So, so we, we had this talk off cam, offline about like adaptability and adaptation. Adaptation is happening all the time. We are not separate from our environment. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we really need to realize this is not like, do I adapt? Can I adapt? You know, what is, what is my walkability or my breathability or my communicability, right? It, it's like, it's happening all the time, but am I setting myself up with what I need to be able to align with it? Or am I putting up all of these blocks and excuses and barriers and stress to actually close myself off from the process? Yeah. Yeah. That's like perfect. Perfect. I can think of my experience with music lately. So I've identified mm-hmm. like a skill set that I'm not very strong at when it comes to music. And I, and it did take a little bit of clodding around and flopping around. But once I found the right tool for that, 
I was in my little notebook here recording my progress and it's amazing how fast when you get out of your own head and when you find the right set of tools or the right tool, how fast that natural process can work. So it's like, yes. I also feel that this adaptation process doesn't have to be 10 years. Like that was my defense. Mm -hmm. I used to always say, oh yeah, well, I'm trying to learn language. I'll be fluent in 10 years. Like every time we're doing that, we're setting ourselves up kind of for that kind of that it's like setting yourself up for failure basically basically it's like putting a block and it's, it's a dangerous game too because yes. you're like you could go 10 years and then realize oh shit that didn't work yeah right and then how would you feel 10 years down the line right so it's 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 like catastrophic in terms of expectations and and letting yourself down and you had all of this you know, invested in it. And maybe you weren't actually putting one foot in front of the other, but it was something that you talked about and it's something that you wanted, but it just kept being this thing that got like kicked further and further down the road. And that is energy. That is energy that we're putting towards that, whether we're channeling, like actually seeing actual progress or not, but it's, it's amazing. So exactly what you mentioned about this, um, when we get really honest and we're like, okay, this is what's not working. And this, this tiny thing is the thing that I need to fix. That's looking at it from a process point of view, because you've taken, you've, you were able to, in that situation, take the emotion out of it. And it wasn't like, if I can't do this, or if I can't even acknowledge or admit to myself that I can't do this, then I must be a failure. Then I can't be a good singer. Then I can't ever succeed. Right. And that's a, a trick that we get like roped in with right and and I do too like there's things that I do in Finnish I actually did a podcast like four weeks ago in Finnish I was so tired that day and everything and then I like came home like oh my god how did that go <laughs> and then I realized like wait this is a process and and it's it's not and, and this has been something for me like a learning point of of do I need to go out there and be perfect 24 7 for me to prove my point or to be believable um, and, and now I'm getting more and more comfortable into this, like, Hey, I make mistakes like everybody else, <laughs> you know, so, yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're grammar mistakes and sometimes I forget a word and sometimes every time life goes on. So, <laughs> so true. And ironically for me, some of the strongest, and I think this ties back to, we've kind of gone full circle about your point about taking it outside of the classroom and into real life, whether it's a mistake with music or it's a mistake with the Finnish language, when I am actually with other people and not in the four walls of my apartment, I remember what I did. And so it's like the, lear the learning encodes much stronger than if I'm just reading a book of, okay, well that pitch or this word means this and this is how I ask for salad. But if I'm sitting with my family <laughs> and I say something wrong, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. I once used a word that I was trying to say like fresh air and the word I used sounded a little bit like rape and my friends were like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, what did I say? What did I say? And they didn't want to tell me. And then, and it was this word that I had been like, I almost know what it is. And after that, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn every letter and I'm never going to make that mistake again. Exactly. Because it's, so when we, that's how brains learn. Yes. And I know that you know this, Amy, but like with context, with emotion, with like 3D and classrooms are meant to be a stepping stone, but ultimately they're synthetic. If there is someone that's struggling with the Finnish language or they're struggling with another skill, what would be the take-homes that you'd really want them to know from this interview? 
And then if you can share where people can find out more about you, if they are, you know, for instance, interested in learning Finnish. Absolutely. I think it helps to acknowledge like where you are just like on a, as a point on a map and that sometimes we fluctuate up and sometimes we fluctuate down. And if, especially we tend to realize we're struggling when we're in this kind of like down. And so, so taking a step back from that, I find can be so helpful in just acknowledging all of the things that you have done. So this is something that I love to tell my, my clients, my students, whatever. You are amazing. You moved to a foreign country where you didn't speak the language. You didn't necessarily understand the culture. And you, you said, yes, I'm going to do this. Even if you were like me and had no idea what the hell you had just signed up for. And then you figured it out. You found ways to live. You found friends, you found, you know, different things to build your life. And I find that I don't see language as just like, yes, I did it. I didn't do it. And it's just language. It's if you immersed yourself in the language and the culture, or even if you didn't learn the language, but you managed to build your life in that space for whatever amount of years, then I really encourage people to just take a moment to acknowledge yourself for that because we never, we never do. I, I, and, and I'm, when I really think about it, I'm so in awe with, with people who have done that um, and just keep showing up to like, okay, what's next? <laughs> Throw it at me. <laughs> because that really is like immersion in this process of adaptation. Mm. So, so that would be kind of my point. It's like, I'm not the language pusher, but it, but seeing in that, like, you know, all the things that you have done right and giving yourself some acknowledgement for that. And then in terms of where people can find me, so they can find me at irenaprovet.com, my first name and my last name. Um, I'm sure you'll you'll put my name on the episode. <laughs> I will. And you'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Um, and basically what one of the programs that I'm currently offering right now um, is called Finish Through New Eyes. And it's basically a program that helps you move beyond the classroom. And just like how you said, Amy, where you sat down and you were like, this is, this is my weakness. This is also my greatest opportunity in music. It, it's also about helping people see the process of learning finish through new eyes from a strategic point of view. So you can see like, oh, I can change this thing. I can change that thing. But it's really not about me telling you what to change. It's about putting you in the driver's seat and supporting and guiding you through that, those stages where you're still like, what? I know how to drive. I don't know how to drive. <laughs> so let's do that, that part together in terms of, um, you know, getting you comfortable at the wheel, let's say, of your own finished journey. So, yeah. <laughs> Blooper. <laughs> Wait, is there a video? I thought this was just... <laughs> Oh yeah, there is. <laughs> Were you picking your nose? <laughs> no, but sometimes I went like, ee! 